news. Maybe today will be a little bit calmer, but uh, who knows? You never know what your sports talk program. We welcome you in. Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Zach Boyd with you just 12 days until Christmas. Coming up on the program today, Andy Borman joins us at 8.05, University of Memphis Tigers assistant basketball coach. The countdown is on to the Tigers and Clemson on Saturday. They are calling for a whiteout from Tigers fans, and the ticket sales are going brisk. Chance could be a sellout. 8.25 from CBS Sports. We'll talk college hoops, college football with Jerry. At 9.05, we turn our attention to the Grizzlies. DeMichael Cole will join us from the Commercial Appeal and then at about 9.30, it's our five favorite things, your five favorite mobster movies of all time. Get your list together. Send them in via the Sports 56 listener line by texting it at 901-360-8255. You can also send us your lists via Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or send it to the website sportsmemphis.com. Your Wednesday morning, if you're heading out in the next few minutes, 37 degrees, clear skies, mostly cloudy day today, however, but a high of near 61 tonight. Fair chill, 50% chance of rain this evening. We got plenty and a ton of NBA news. Grizzlies back in action tonight as they take on the Rockets in Houston. So we'll get to all these topics and much, much more. And again, that number I gave you for the, in your list, it's also the number to hit us up on, whether you want to call in during an open segment or text in 901-360-8255. Good morning. Good morning. The happiest of hump days to you and Zach. Might be Wednesday the days until Christmas. So the song begins. What's happening on twelve? Are maids of milking at twelve? Zach, do you know the tune? Twelve I'm days of Christmas. Are 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 something well, leaping? Wouldn't this be the first day of Christmas? No, you go back. You go twelve to one. Well, the song goes one to twelve. Oh, does it? Yeah, that's right. You're right. <laughs> You don't start at 12 and eliminate things. Well, yes, but you're counting down to the Christmas, so you would go 12. You know, if you're counting down days, you go 12, 11, 10, 9, 8. But you're right. The song begins with one. So on the so first day the of Christmas, was it 12, my true love drumming, drumming? I don't know what the, I don't know. Maybe that's it. But I jumped, the, I jumped the gun. He's right. So Today's the, the first, first. Partridge in a pear tree. Partridge in a pear tree. All right. So today we celebrate <laughs> partridges all around the world and the Partridge family, a terrific uh, ABC sitcom back in the 70s. I, I choose time. to celebrate the pear trees. You like the pears? I love pears. I had a pear tree in our yard when I when we grew up. I used to love pears. Do you like pears? Yes. I, I, I never liked with me. all the fruits, pears. Sometimes there's a like cut up a pear. I don't do it, but if I, I'll get a salad, I'll have little pieces of pear in there. That's fine. No problem. Doesn't. I, I've never just had a pear. Then an apple or an orange or a banana. I used to eat pears Grapes. all the time. Just go grab one off the tree and eat it. Mm, wow. Delicious. Did you really? Did you have all pesticides on it and stuff like that? No. It was natural on the Savoy farm, the pear tree. Mm-hmm. Very nice. There was nice. not a single partridge. Did you have apple trees? Yes, we did. Did you pull the apples out and just eat them too? Yes. Man. The, I don't uh, know what kind they were. I mean, were they red or were they the greens? We had both. Granny, what are they called? Granny, something grannies? The green There's apples? Granny Smith apples. Granny, I think when you make the apple pie. I did not have a Granny Smith, so they were not her apples. <laughs> I don't know, man. As a young guy, I heard stories about you. You like the older women. All right. uh, We begin with the NBA. Lots to talk about. Grizzlies in action tonight in Houston. Grizzlies at 6-16, playing Houston. They lost to Houston earlier this year in Houston. Friday, the Rockets return the favor and come to Memphis. That means the return of Dylan Brooks. 
Monday next week at Oklahoma City. After that, it's jaw time on Tuesday of next week. The Grizzlies in New Orleans against the Pelicans. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's six wins. Can they get a couple of more before the best opportunity is against a Houston team that actually has been pretty good this year rather than having to go to Oklahoma? It would be nice to win two out of three, whether it's a split in Houston and a win at Oklahoma City or a split with Houston, or maybe a sweep with Houston. The problem is that they could get swept by Houston. And Dylan Brooks is plunged to that team. He is playing within himself. He's not doing what he did certainly toward the end of his tenure in Memphis. And Good shots. He's playing great defense. The acquisition of Fred Van Vliet has been strong for this team to go with young players like Jalen Smith or Jalen Green and, and Jabari Smith. It's a good team. It's going to be a challenge tonight for the Grizzlies. Yeah, they are certainly um, a team on their home floor that is much better than when they go on the road. But, right. but I was looking at some stuff with them. I did not realize the type of year that uh, Alperin Shengun is having. Yes. Dude, he's, his numbers are incredible. I actually saw a ESPN did their way too early all-star mm-hmm. projections, and they had Shengun making on the team. And I was like, then... But yeah, I mean, he's averaging twenty points over six assists. That dude is having an absolutely amazing year. He's right now is what he was supposed to be when they drafted him. He has turned into a really good player. Yeah, I didn't mean to slight him when I rattled off some names there. I just forgot. But Shangun has been fantastic. Houston sitting at eleven and nine. They are in ninth right now. By the way, the Grizzlies with these recent losses have now dropped six games behind. The 10th place team, which would be the last team in the play-in, New Orleans. New Orleans at 13-11. and 11, The Grizzlies at 6-16. Six and 16. So the last couple of games, they have lost that at least somewhat in the vicinity range of four games. Now at 6, it's a little troubling. Again, I think if they can get to 8 before Ja returns, it gives them a fighting chance. That means they have to win, obviously, two of their next three. And that's going to be very, very hard. So tonight, a challenge at Houston. Like you said, Houston's not good on the road, but the Grizzlies aren't good at home. Grizzlies are 1-10 at home, and they will come together on Friday night. In the meantime, last night in the NBA, wow, some late-night stuff was going on when I hit the sack. I had no idea that Draymond Green would be back to his uh, normal bag of tricks Draymond Green ejected, flagrant two, in the Warriors game versus the Suns as he turned around and just slapped Yusuf Nurkic in the face. He's ejected his third ejection this year, and now we'll see what the league wants to do. And I'm getting tired, personally, of saying that sentence. Let's see what the league does. Because apparently whatever the league does, it doesn't curtail Draymond Green from being Draymond Green. What should be done after last night? Because that was blatant. And I know he apologized afterwards. Oh, what a good man he is, apologizing. That was absolutely blatant. I still don't even know what he was. He claims he was trying to sell a foul, which I don't think. It was like the whole thing was bizarre because Yurkic wasn't really, or Nurkic wasn't really doing anything to him. Like he was just had, and he's like falling all over and then decides to do the leaping, spinning backhand. 
I don't know. It was no, an MMA move. That's what I it was. I have no clue what he was trying to do, mm-hmm. um, what he thought he was doing. But, yeah, I mean, at some point, the you, you know, the league has got to, is going to have to make a very, um, I guess, convincing statement to Draymond Green that you can't continue to do these stupid things. And if the five, if the last was five, I don't know what they, I don't know. I have no idea what they'll do here, but at some point it cleared that what you're doing at this point is not having an effect on him. He doesn't seem to care. And, you know, we, we see here, Ja go from the eight to 25 for his things. Again, completely different situations, but this is again, again, and again, and again, and again, that you're dealing with Draymond Green. Uh, to me, I would go at least 10, maybe more, to try and get through to the guy that this. Like, you just can't continue to have these incidents. You can't continue to do things to other players, whether it be choke or hit or whatever. Um, we're we're going to continue to try and hammer you. As you know, John Morant and his suspension partly went from 8 to 25 because he embarrassed the commissioner, right? It was a repeat. He told the commissioner face-to-face that he, he got the message, he understood, and then went out and we know what happened. To me, Drake does this, even though it's in the act of playing a game, is spitting in the face of Adam Silver. He's basically saying to Silver, I don't care what the league does, it's not going to curtail me from what I do. And Silver's going to have to lay down the gauntlet here. He did it to John Morant. Like you said, completely different, I understand. Completely different. But the dude's attacking players on the court, for goodness sakes. This wasn't a pushing, shoving match between two guys and it got out of hand. This dude made an MMA move. This spinning back flip of the hand, slapping him on the face, right on the face. And and look, I, I know it wasn't a knockout punch. You know, Nurkic sold it a little bit, but certainly he hit him flush. They have to come down hard on Draymond Green. If not, I don't get it. Because, again, he's attacking players. I'm not going to downplay what Ja did, but Ja wasn't out there on the court punching dudes in the face. This is the same guy who punched out a teammate. Draymond Green needs to be held accountable. And if it's not at least 10 games, something's not right. They have to come down hard on him. Yeah, I, I would think. Um, I, I would think it would go to at least ten. I don't know. Um, you know, I, and I'm sure if it does, there will be an appeal, all of that stuff. And, sure. You know, I, I don't, and I'm not sure what's all in the collective bargaining agreement about repeat offenses like these, repeated general concern. But um, yeah, if 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 I'm Adam Silver, I would. I would be trying to get the message across to Draymond Green that this type of stuff is unacceptable. And, um, I mean, it almost becomes a multiplier thing. Five to ten, if you do it again, we'll go to 20. Like, whatever we got to do before you'll finally quit doing these stupid things, we'll continue to do it. He, He certainly did something in the eyes of Silver and in the face of Silver when he said what he said and then turned around and did something different. So he embarrassed the brand. He embarrassed the association. He embarrassed Adam Silver. 
Well, Draymond Green is embarrassing Adam Silver all the time when he does this because he's saying, whatever you hand down, off my back. So they need to come down hard. And if they don't, I don't I don't understand. I, I, I don't know. Are they fearful of the Warriors? Are they too powerful? I don't get it. Had no hesitation in giving Ja the 25-game suspension. And I had no problem with that. Some people did. But you can't allow this to continue to happen. And it doesn't mean that he's going to stop, even if he gives him a 25-game suspension, which I don't think will happen. It probably won't stop this guy. But this guy is in – look – is he a good basketball player? He has been a very good basketball player. There's no denying that. He's been a great bull. But he's an embarrassment. That's exactly what he is. The um, the Warriors starting with him getting ejected, but that's not... Other than Steph Curry, the other four starters scored a combined 12 points. Yeah, they have, they have hit the pinnacle, and it was... ...and the run they've made with their multiple championships, but they are certainly on the downhill. And... and be in the finals this year. I don't think they will. Thompson obviously has passed his prime. You know, Green is some support, but not as much as probably they would like. Obviously, Steph can still do his thing, but he's not a spring chicken anymore. But it's a great run. It's a great run, and on its head with with what they were able to do. And then, of course, Durant jumping in and getting the title, and then jumping out. But yeah, this dream on Green, um, Jokic getting ejected, and. I think he's been ejected now twice this year. And I saw some numbers like his past whatever games, he had only been ejected twice. It's it's amazing. He had not been ejected forever, and then he's been ejected two times. Uh, went down the court, was cussing out the officials, and he did not get any type of warning. He got one technical foul, not two, and they ejected him because of the severe language that he used. Ironically, in this game... The Nuggets are playing the Chicago Bulls in Chicago, and there is a large contingent of Serbian fans that come that came to the game to support Jokic. And there he is, ejected in the first half of the game. Yeah, I did not. He said afterwards that I don't, I, I assume he's the, like this, he was serious about this, that like Chicago is the second largest Serbian population city in the world, other than, was it Belgrade or whatever, mm-hmm. Serbia? Like that it's Chicago. Okay, and they I mean, ran. I could some, buy that. They ran a ticket special for this, and um, I, I just giving him it. It wasn't like see. This is the thing too. Like this, goes, like Draymond Green. We see Draymond Green like getting in the face of referees and just like going crazy. Jokic was not even like the the language they said he used was call the blanking foul. You right, mf'er. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not something you should say to an official. No. Worthy of a technical. But it wasn't like he stormed at the official and was in his face screaming this. Like, he he said it, like, while running down the court. Um, and so, yes, a technical very much warranted. An ejection off of that, that's ridiculous. Like, that, that you don't you don't eject. Certainly, you don't eject the a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't eject Nikola Jokic. For that comment. When again, we see Draymond Green get in the face of guys and like scream at them and make a huge scene. Now, he may not use the same language, but still, like you're like he's upholding the game. Like, they have to stop the game while he does his tantrum yelling at an official. Jokic said it while running up the court. Give him a technical move along. I, I can't believe that they would eject a guy in that situation, especially Nikola Jokic 
in that situation. We always hear about the guys that are consistently in trouble, you know, or get in trouble with with technical fouls, cussing, things of that nature, uh, like Draymond Green, that officials are going to be quick to blow the whistle against them because of their track record. But I think the opposite. I think when it's somebody, when it's out of character, that they're quicker to call the technical, to eject the player, because it's uncharacteristic. And Jokic, although I said this is the second time I believe that he has been ejected this year, normally mild-mannered. It's almost like the officials are stunned by what he's saying in his reaction, and they kind of lose their mind of how it's supposed to be done. Normally, it's a technical foul that is called, and then that's it. But if it continues on and on and on, the second technical foul is called, and then the ejection. There was never a second technical foul called. They called the technical, and they ejected him. Again, on a night where there were all these (laughs) Serbian fans that were there to watch him play. And and the thing is with you know, as he said, you know, that sometimes that he said I crossed the line, but sometimes that word isn't crossing the line. Like that's the thing. Your different officials are going to handle that differently. Was well, anytime you call an official an MFR, you stand the chance of possibly sure. getting ejected. Again, if he You're had, on their naughty list, if, no, if no, he no, had no, done no. it where he storms at the official like at his it is face and mm-hmm. using that type of language, then I can see you just go immediately to the ejection. But the fact that he just kind of did it while running up the court after a play and didn't go crazy and make this huge scene of going after the official, yeah. that's where I would say just give him the technical and let's not eject him for that. All right, we got a lot more NBA news, including what happened yesterday with the civil lawsuit against John Morant. We also have some football news, including more portal news involving the University of Memphis. Tons of NFL news to get to as well. And what's going on in Florida? What are they trying to do as far as the committee is concerned and their choice to leave out Florida State. We'll give you those details as well. We'll open up the Sports 56 listener lines to you. You can call in or text in at 901-360-8255. A little bit more on yesterday's big breaking news. Naquan Tomlin coming to the University of Memphis, according to uh, numerous reports uh, confirmed by a lot of people, although not officially announced by the University of Memphis. Corky's Ribs and Barbecue is always a great, great option for lunch or for dinner. You can dine in and any of their four establishments. You can uh, drive through no contact delivery, carry out, have any of the services delivered to your home or office. They also have specialized in catering for as long as they've been around, which is four decades. So you got a Christmas party, New Year's party, you want to cater by Corky's, just give them a call. They will take care of it for you. Doesn't matter how small or how large that party may be, they can do that for you starting as low as $8.99 per person. And it's not too early to start thinking about dinner for Christmas, for New Year's Eve. You want uh, the folks at Corky's to take care of it for you. They can certainly do that. So you're not there cooking all day long for the family, for the friends. Let Corky's do the cooking for you. You can order your smoked whole turkey and your spiral-sliced honey-glazed ham with all the fixings right now by going to Corky'sBBQ.com. That's Corky'sBBQ.com. Pick up dates December 22nd through the 24th for that delicious 
smoked whole turkey, and spiral sliced honey glazed ham. For all their great barbecue options and all the other options they have, including delicious catfish plates, tamales, and even hamburgers, it's Corky's Ribs and Barbecue, Poplar Avenue in Memphis, Poplar Avenue in Collierville, Germantown Parkway in Cordova, and Goodman Road in Olive Branch. Just underway on a Wednesday, this is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Hearing continued in the Morant civil lawsuit, although, again, this is to determine whether or not Ja can use self-defense and then they throw it out. It won't go to um, to trial if uh, they do throw it out. So they're determining that. So yesterday, after Ja had been on the stand the day before, Ja is now presumably with the team in Houston. Father T, T. Morant, and his sister took the stand yesterday. Devontae Pack testified, but Josh Holloway did not. So I don't know, is this continuing through today? Because I expected, and I think it was reported, that he would take the stand. But according to uh, everything I read, he did not take the stand yesterday. Of course, this is um, Shelby County uh, clerk situation here with the civil lawsuit. Again, this is to determine whether or not uh, Josh can use uh, self-defense um, from getting... Uh, hit with a basketball, <laughs> and then they'll decide whether or not this will continue this civil lawsuit. All right, Oklahoma City voters have approved a sales tax sales tax for $900 million to build a new arena. The vote got the approval of 71% of those residents who voted according to the Oklahoma State Election Board. The arena is expected to cost at least $900 million. It's a new downtown arena for the Thunder. Adam Silver said in a statement, the vote is an example of the connection between the team, the fans, and the community. Under the deal, the Thunder agreed to stay in Oklahoma City through at least 2050. The Thunder's ownership group check this out, will contribute $50 million towards the construction of the new arena. The deal also calls for $70 million in funding from a sales tax approved by voters in 2019 for upgrades to the existing arena. So, they are moving forward. Oklahoma City, they got the money, they got the support, and they got an owner who actually contributes to the construction of the new arena. You also had yesterday the news from the Leonis family, the owners of the Wizards and I believe the Capitals, that they are looking to build a new arena in northern Virginia, leave the Verizon Center, which is in downtown Washington, D.C. And that's been around since, what, the late 90s. So we're right at that stage, 20, 25 years where new arenas are built. And obviously here in Memphis... The Grizzlies not looking for a new arena, enough funding to do the proper renovations that they want, and then hopefully that will satisfy 
all parties. The issue right now is we still don't know what exactly they want. That has not been divulged, that information. But here we are around the lake looking at other arenas and the funding that they're getting and also the support that they're getting from ownership. Yeah, I, I mean, it's if you're Oklahoma City, um, it's your major professional sport. You're one, much like here in Memphis. You can't afford to lose them. They understand that. And um, you know, I don't know what been in their arena i don't really remember their arena though i don't remember what it's like and all that so whether it would be but they obviously feel that building the new one is the way to go it's an expensive endeavor and uh, that's great that the community um here they haven't you know done any sort of vote um about anything like that or hope hopefully they'll be able to figure out the way to come up with this money um either through getting more from the state or whatever um to be able to get the Grizzlies um, what they need in order to make the renovations. And then the Grizzlies will um, agree to be here for a much longer period of time as well and get that deal all done. Hopefully that will be the case because you can't afford to lose the Grizzlies. You can't afford to lose the Grizzlies. I'm looking at the numbers here. And again, it says the cost is at least $900 million. In this day and age, to build what you would imagine would be a state-of-the-art arena, they're not going to cut areas out here just to keep the the cost down low. I would imagine that they're going to go all in and make this as nice as they can. I don't see how they can here? do it. No, no, no. Oh, oh. Oklahoma City. I don't see how they do that for $900 million. Maybe back in the day, $900 million. It just seems like as far as it used to. Um, that would be pretty amazing if they kept that thing under a billion dollars. But again, the $50 million, although does not seem like a ton from owners these rich owners that own all these franchises but at least it's something and i know here in memphis people that listen to the show are in tune with the grizzlies and what's going on they certainly do not like the fact that robert para at least not till now has not stepped up and said listen i'll give you 50 million i'll give you 100 million dollars to to go into the cost of refurbishing and, and renovating FedEx Forum. So I know that irks a lot of people because it seems like even with the Titans, now that was a lot more money to build their $2 billion indoor stadium that will be built. But it was a lot of money given by the owners. Again, the owners are rich. I understand that. It's just the gesture, really. Again, it's a drop in the bucket for a guy like Robert Perra and I think would make people happy. He's an absentee owner. But there's always that concern because he is an absentee owner. I think that uh, says an awful lot if you just come out and go, yeah, let, let me let me give $100 million to the project. But, of course, we don't know anything yet with the Grizzlies. We will find out supposedly on the 19th about what's happening with the Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium renovations and what the commission's going to do and all that jazz. The 19th is going to be one hell of a day. So six days from now. It's going to be one hell of a day with the return of John Morant to the Grizzlies for their game in New Orleans. The Tigers will be playing nationally ranked Virginia. And maybe the Tigers, with a win on Saturday, would be nationally ranked as well by the time the Monday polls come out. And then, of course, the commission's vote on Tuesday. There are people that say, well, we, they got to figure out the Grizzly stuff before they figure out the Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium stuff. No, I, I think they need to get this thing done. Because, again, when you have the Smith family step up the way they did, 
They're not going to sit here and take a lot of crap. They're going to turn around. They're going to pull that thing. So that needs to be done. Hopefully it will be done. I read um, Sam Hardiman's story, friend of the show from the Daily Memphian, about um, things that were said about, you know, the Big 12 is taking notice. Jason Wexler and the Grizzlies that basically are on board with everything that has been proposed by the Smith family. They're just waiting for commission approval, and hopefully that will come on the 19th. Yeah, the Grizzlies have already said that that $120 million. Yeah, they're The Grizzlies are doing what they can to get their costs down to a point that they can afford. Now, there's still going to be the need for some more money from somewhere, wherever that might come from. Robert Parra is going to be spending some money, a large chunk of money, in the near future. Uh, oh, is it he? It will not be on the stadium oh, okay. uh, arena. Now, he might end up doing that as well, but there is... Robert Perra will be investing money here um, on that team locally in the near future. What's it going to be? What's going to be involved in that? Do you have any uh, idea? He will be building things, something in the near future. See, you got some good information, and I know you're not you know, privy to release it here um, to the general public. But do you think? And this goes back. I, I understand we have Beale Street, but is it even possible to do something like they do with baseball now? St. Louis has it. Chicago has done some great things. Philadelphia has it now as well. To build some sort of village, community, if you will, that has the arena or the stadium, in the cases of baseball, at the centerpiece with different establishments for eating and drinking and things of that nature. Again, aside from what's going on at Beale Street, are these things that are possibilities for the future? Because I don't, I don't know where that would be. I mean, that's what... That's why they, I think, built the arena where they did, because you have that naturally there with Beale Street. Well, I know, but Richard Smith had alluded to talking about, you know, the continuation of um, improvements to downtown and more building of downtown. And and, and as they've um, made some real nice improvement, opposite effect with that. But hopefully that that is not the case and they get these things settled. But again, Oklahoma City, everything's approved. They're going forward with that. And we'll see what happens with Washington nice downtown arena that will go abandoned if they get the approval and they're able to build this in the northern virginia area to move so the it was it's interesting you, the capitals and what was the bullets now the wizards i covered them when i worked in television on the eastern shore of maryland not not daily but i would go over and i would do cover some games i'd go to the capital center the capital center was located in maryland in D.C. Now they're talking about moving into Northern Virginia. So go from Maryland to D.C. to Virginia. Before too long, Washington teams will be in North, North Carolina. <laughs> they continue to go south. Move it, move it wherever you got to go. <laughs> wherever. wherever you can find some land. Exactly. Got got Takes a lot of land to build these things. You got to find wherever it, wherever that is available. Man, time is flying by though because I, I posed the question last night. I go, how long is it? Do they leave their old building standing or do they knock them down? The Capitol Center is, I want it. The Capitol Center is gone. I, I'm pretty sure it's gone. There was concept. a, there was a Six Flags there too. I think that might be. I don't even know anymore. But I, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the Verizon Center. It's not like the Mid South Coliseum. I mean, it's only again what 25 years old, something in that neighborhood. But that seems to be the running rate, doesn't it? As far as arenas, 20, 25 years. That's it. And then you move on to get a new one. That's in. Other than 
like baseball, which has stadiums around forever. Obviously, right. some of them are, and some are different than others, obviously. But but generally, with these arenas, and even in the NFL, somewhat, you in 20, 25 years, like you're either going to have to do a major renovation, or you have to build a new stadium. I mean, that's just the you got to upgrade the price of of doing business in the professional sports world for the most part um, with these arenas and stadiums. Right. Think about the Titans. And the thing is, you're trying to, because you're, you know, baseball, again, a little different because it's not the same thing. All of these stadiums and arenas not only are hosting these, the games for whatever team, but they're also competing for concerts and so many other things that you have to, you, you have to be up to date in order to be able to win those battles and get these tours and everything to come to your city right? For when you're competing with all of these other arenas around the country. Baseball isn't necessarily doing that. So these are different places when you're talking about NCAA tournaments, concerts, all of these other things that are looking for places to go. You need your arena to be state-of-the-art in order to continue to get those things to come to your arena. No question. And it seems like the time period is 20 to 25 years that those upgrades need to happen. From the world of college basketball, David Jones named the Oscar Robertson National Player of the Week by the U.S. Basketball Writers Association. So not only was David Jones named the American Conference Player of the Week, deservingly so, he gets a national honor. And I can't remember, maybe somebody can help me with this, the last time a a Tiger player was given a national honor as far as a weekly or monthly Player of the Week, Player of the Month. But that is a big-time recognition by the U.S. Basketball Writers Association for what David Jones has done so far for Memphis. In the meantime, nothing new to report, at least this morning, on Naquan Tomlin, other than, again, according to several reports confirmed by some, including Parth Upajai, who will join us tomorrow on the program. I did a podcast yesterday at the Daily Memphian with Parth. And his sources confirm that it is a done deal. So he is coming to play at the University of Memphis. Now, when he gets enrolled in school, when he starts practicing, when he'll be eligible to play as far as when when Penny would want him to play, I I don't know. I assume we're going to get answers, at least some answers to some of those questions when Penny becomes available later this week for the media in preparation for the game against Clemson. But it is certainly big news. And again, we still don't know yet about... Jordan Brown's status, although most people believe that it kind of spells the the end of the road for him, but where where would he go? I just don't understand how that dynamic would work if all of a sudden he's still on the team and there's a guy in Tomlin who's playing over him and then maybe Dandridge is getting the other minutes as a backup, which he's done a good job so far. That could be very, very strange. Also, obviously, you got to find the chemistry between a new player coming in midseason to a team that's already pretty much on the same page. So this is going to be an interesting time for Memphis basketball, and they got huge games coming up, as everybody knows, against Clemson and against Virginia, two nationally ranked teams that will be at FedEx Forum. From the world of college football, Cameron Smith, University of Memphis, is hitting the transfer portal, according to his uh, posting on social media. He is a grad transfer, so he's got one more year to go. Cameron Smith, I thought, did a pretty nice job for Memphis. So that's at least three, if you're scoring at home, starters for Memphis that have left via the portal. Two starting offensive linemen. Well, we've already seen him leave the PGA Tour for the Live Tour. So it's not surprised <laughs> to see Cameron Smith want to make another transfer. Uh, 
You had uh, McCalum Pounders. You had um, Davian Carter. And now Cameron Smith. I may be missing one or two, but certainly those guys are impactful and they are moving on. Uh, from the portal world around the country, Tyler Van Dyke, quarterback, one of the many, many quarterbacks who have hit the portal, is transferring from the University of Miami to Wisconsin. Does he realize Wisconsin doesn't throw the ball? Does he realize the change in weather he's going through? <laughs> Go buy your winter Mi clothes. Miami to Wisconsin may be the most extreme weather change you could do. I mean, that is uh, that's bull move. That is a different Bold wardrobe. Cotton. That is a different wardrobe you're going to need in Wisconsin than what you need in Miami. I will tell you that. Tyler, you better get get ready. Get get a whole new wardrobe ready. That's where NIL comes comes through, right? Hopefully as a, a sponsor with an apparel company and they'll take care of them. When we come back, we got NFL news to get to and what is going on down in Florida with their attorney general. Man, oh man. Um there's always craziness, especially in Florida. Uh, this is a little bit uh, wacky, to say the least. Folks, if you're ready for a new Silverado All-Star Chevy in Olive Branch, has financing down to 1.9 or up to 10000 in cash. Plus, make no payment for 90 days, and your good credit deserves it. Check out all the red tag deals they have at All-Star Chevrolet, Tahoe's, Equinox, Trailblazers. Families love the Traverse with the third row seat, so you can do more together. Christmas and holiday trips. What are you doing New Year's Eve? What are you driving? Check out these great vehicles at All Star Chevrolet. Military, teachers, college students, healthcare workers, you get an extra $500 bonus. If you want a certified pre owned Chevy or any pre owned automobile, All Star is loaded up. If it's not there, just ask Jeff. He'll find it for you. In fact, Kevin and Jeff and everyone at All-Star Chevrolet asked me to wish everyone on their behalf a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Remember, it's not South Haven, not Mount Moriah, not Bartlett, not Collierville. It's got to be Olive Branch. Find new roads to All-Star Chevy today or go to allstarautogroup.com. Tell them you heard it here, right here on Sports 56 Mornings. Tyler Van Dyke is actually from Connecticut, so maybe Miami was just too hot for him. He oh, like, he is from Connecticut. I got okay. to get out of this hot weather. I can't play out <laughs> here. I need some cold stuff to deal with. So maybe he might be, that might have been the problem. He's like, I, this is just dumb. I don't know how you guys deal with all this hot weather. I got to get back to cold weather. Or you can use it for an excuse, whatever the case may be. You're tuned into Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. You already know you can listen to Sports 56 anywhere with the Sports 56 app or at sports56whbq.com. But you can also watch us daily with live video of all of our shows on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Here once again are Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. So the Florida Attorney General is launching an investigation into the College Football Playoff Selection Committee and their decision to leave Florida State out. I, you talk about a waste of time and energy and money and just ridiculousness. It happens all the time with politicians, obviously trying to do good in the community with their constituents. 
I understand the uproar. I've been one that has been certainly on the side of Florida State should have gotten in. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It is dumb. It's so dumb. It is so dumb. From the National Football League, the injuries just keep on mounting, especially with frontline NFL quarterbacks. Justin Herbert, who got hurt last weekend, is now done officially for the rest of the season. He'll have surgery. So quarterbacks of significance who have suffered major injuries this season, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins, Anthony Richardson, Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones, uh, Pickett. Who am I missing? I mean, come on. That's crazy. I know there's injuries every year, and I know a lot of quarterbacks are lost to injury. And this doesn't even mention guys that are out for a couple of weeks and then come back and things of that nature. These are frontline quarterbacks that have all been knocked out for the year or for significant time. We might get to uh we might end up getting to 60 different starting quarterbacks in the NFL this year. The way it's going, which is just an insane number. Do you have any idea if they mentioned in a story the record for quarterbacks? I think it is. I think they've games? already I think they might have already broken the record. They've already broken the record? I think so. I don't I don't know that for sure, but I th- I, I know they were I they were getting close to the record. Um I, and I think they may have broken it. Now Trevor Lawrence did make the start last week, so that did that, but now with the Chargers, there will there will be one at least one more added, and we'll see. And then um, the Vikings, uh, the Vikings are going with Mullins. Mullins, he hasn't started a game yet. I don't for them, think so. He? No, so that'll no. be another. So you have him and the whoever and the Chargers starter. So that's going to be two more new ones this week. Who's that? Uh, stick. I don't even know. Who it's it's Stick, and you know yes. the backup is now. The backup is Duggan from TCU. Oh, Max. Little Max Duggan. Maybe he'll get a start as well. It's crazy. They're pulling him off the, off the heat rack. The what? I don't know. What's it called? <laughs> the, the, the heat. The heat rack? What the hell is that? Isn't that a, <laughs> isn't that a saying? No? The heat rack? Yeah, I don't what know. Is a, what is a rack of heaps? I don't know. I don't know. I'm wrong with what that. Are what, heaps? what is a heap? <laughs> Todd Heap? Is Todd Heap starting at quarterback this week for somebody? Why did I think it was a heat rack? Um, the heat rack? What the hell does that mean? I don't know. I don't even know what you're trying to I'm, say. I'm making it up. Uh, the uh, scrap heap? Scrap heap is what I'm trying to say. Okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the, rack. The heat rack. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, scrap heap. Can I interest you in some heaps? We've got a whole rack of them. What is heap? Um, but anyway, yeah, the scrap heap. Um, they are... In search of quarterbacks. It's amazing. If, if you have any talent, how do you not make it in the league? No, you don't really need talent. At this point, you don't need talent. You just, <laughs> just be a warm body that has thrown a football at some point in your life. Heap is a large, great number, or large quantity. That's a heap. Yes, I know. What I, I've been... Well, you said what is heap. I'm telling you what a heap is. But that's not a, it's not a thing. I know it was wrong. You can't have I, a rack of them. I, I, well, I know. There's already a lot, there's already a lot of. It's, yeah. it's a lot of something. It, it, it is not something. No, no, no. I, under, I, under, <laughs> I understand it was wrong, but then you said, what is a heap? And, I, and I, that's why I looked it up, because you said that. I know what a heap is. Well, apparently for a second you didn't, because you no, said. No, I know. It's not a thing. That, it was a joke. There is not. You can't go buy a heap. I know. 
no, it's a number. I was wrong. Um, but yeah, as far as quarterbacks are concerned, you're right. Anybody who has a little bit of ability, and then you find guys like Joe Flacco, who hadn't played in a long time but had had success, obviously. He, at his age, comes in and is killing it right now for Cleveland. Guys who have had success even in their late 30s, if they have stayed in relatively good shape, can help teams out. More than some young guys who have never played. But then again, here's Tommy DeVito. Where did he come from? Syracuse. I know where he came from. But that guy's first game, we were joking about it. How about, I'm trying to think who else. Um, Who played the Monday night games? We had Kansas City play Jacksonville. No, no, Kansas City played who? Tennessee and Miami and Green there you Bay go. and Tennessee. New York. Levis. Will Levis. Again, they take him. He almost falls into the... They got him at the end of the first round or beginning of the second. Uh, Might have been the second. beginning of the second, right? So here's a guy who they looked at maybe a first round or he slides. They take him. He's the third string quarterback to start the year. And now he looks like he's actually a very efficient NFL quarterback. Although if he plays as reckless with his body as he has done so far, he won't last long in the NFL. But it seems like maybe they found a quarterback. Third string guy, right? Well, yeah, but he's a second round draft pick. Like the idea that that, that, that like that's not Tommy DeVito. I mean, he was a second round draft pick that they, he was a second round draft pick. Yeah. Probably the quarterback of the future. But I don't know about that. They took a shot with him. A lot of teams passed up on him. They passed up on Will Levis. They passed on the guy because uh, maybe they didn't think he had it. They thir- they they certainly thought Bryce Drew did. And right now, Bryce Drew is struggling, but he's struggling, in my opinion. Bryce be- Drew. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Sorry. God bless it. It's too early. Um, he's struggling because I think of a lot of reasons. Offensive line is horrible, doesn't have enough weapons. Give him a little bit of time. But Stroud is playing incredibly well. Richardson, who we question, if Stroud coming can't out go of Florida week, before he another, got hurt. That's another starting new starting quarterback, too. If, if Stroud doesn't get out of concussion protocol, that'll be a third new starting and quarterback. That'll this be, week. And that'll be, um, who's their backup? Davis? It's either going to be Davis or uh, what's his name, the dude that's been around forever, um, Case Keenum. Case Keenum's still in the league? Jeez. So anyway, yeah, so the quarterback's just, it, it, it's incredible. We still got four weeks left of the regular season. And the way they're dropping like flies, who knows who else could be the quarterback. That's why if you have that opportunity, you'd seize that opportunity. But in this day of an age of NIL, you know, if they're going to pay handsomely to stay another year in college, even though you could be an NFL quarterback, it all depends whether you're going to be a top pick or you're, or you're going to be a second-round or third-round guy or later than you stay in college. This hour of the program brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware, located at the corner of White Station and Quince. If they do make heaps, White, they'll have one right over there. They'll have one at the East Memphis Ace Hardware. They'll, they'll, right. they'll find you a heap. If you need a heap, they've got a heap for you. i got a heap for you. The folks at right uh, the East Memphis Ace Hardware have whatever it is you need to get those do-it-yourself projects done around the house. They've got great gift ideas as well. I'm sure you could find something for pretty much anybody on your list over there at East Memphis Ace Hardware. Maybe you've got a painting project coming up. Well, they've got all that massive selection of Benjamin Moore paints, the key fobs, all of the other things. Of course, the big 
big green egg, all the egg accessories. That would make a great gift idea for somebody. The big green egg or any of the egg accessories. Maybe if somebody already has one of those big green eggs, you could certainly help them out with the, all the different egg accessories that they've got. And if they don't have what you're looking for, well, they'll certainly get it for you. Of course, if you can't find it, they've got a great staff to help you find whatever it is you need. East Memphis, Ace Hardware Corner of White Station and Quince. All right, when we come back, we open up hour number two, talking Memphis Tigers basketball with assistant coach Andy Borman. Wake up the kids. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM.